What's your way of escape? When you feel trapped or really lonely or scared, like we all do, and I know nobody sees how scared you really get sometimes or just how weird you feel or how much you worry about things, nobody sees it. What's your way of escape? Usually, what the devil will do at a youthful point in your life is to present for you kind of like a tunnel. Can you picture this? That when the pressure gets bad for you, or when you feel alone, or when you feel worthless, or when you feel too fat or too skinny, or when you feel excluded, or when people call you this, or people call you that, or people call you gay, or people call you poor, or people say things about you that really wound you in a way, and they, 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 they push against you in a way, it's too much to take. And so you're going to find a way out, a way of escape. Really, the whole Bible is about escape, because in the beginning, God made us in his image and according to his likeness, and he raised up a people for himself. That's what the nation of Israel was. It was God's people. And at one point in their history, they, they had to go to Egypt to avoid a famine. They were hungry, so they had to go to a strange land to get food. And when they first got there, everything was okay because they had a representative in the land named Joseph. But when Joseph died, things changed. And this is what I want you to get. The place that they escaped to became the place that they were enslaved in. Over the course of several decades, they started to be treated differently by the Egyptians. And when they first got there, it was a place where they could survive. You know how you figure out ways to survive when you're in high school? You figure out what to wear so you can survive in high school. You figure out how to not be too nice because if people see you being too nice, they'll think you're soft. Or you figure out who not to be nice to because if you're nice to the wrong people, it will cause the people whose acceptance you desire to go away from you. So in order to get the acceptance from the people that you need because you don't really know who you are yet, You'll put brand names on you and you're wearing somebody else's name, but you don't even know your identity. Now that's fine. That's honestly fine because I'm wearing some J's tonight. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with any of it. But the pattern is that sometimes what we escape to becomes later what we are enslaved by. And I bet that's happening in some of our lives tonight. And God told me if I would sit on the stool and talk to you like this and not have to put a lot of points on the screen. We, we don't need any special effects for this message. God said that if I would talk to you just like this, that there would be several hundred of you sitting in this room who would discover the key to your freedom in your life for the next year. And the experience would be real. A real experience in the presence of God tonight. Tonight. When Paul gets ready to tell the church at Corinth that no temptation has overtaken you, I could almost hear you talking to me like, hey, Pastor Stephen, we love you and all, but it's been a minute since you were 14. It's been a minute since you were 16. 
so you can kind of preach to us all you want about what we should and shouldn't do and we're going to listen to you politely because we really do love you pastor but you and so I was praying about it I was like God are the temptations really the same for these kids as they were for me because you know it wasn't vaping when I was 16 years old if you were going to smoke you had to smell like it and then sneak the clothes around your parents and all. it was a whole different system of escape <laughs> and I'm not trying to be funny I'm really trying to speak to you like you're mature I mentioned earlier about pornography it, it wasn't next to your bible app when I was 16 and that kind of makes me feel like, like it's a challenge to talk to you tonight because I was thinking like, well, the temptations aren't the same. And God said, they are. Only the access has changed. It's the same temptations that it was in 1 John 2.15, where he lists three temptations. There's only three. There's only three temptations that any of us will ever face. It's the lust of the flesh. It's the lust of the eyes. And it's the pride of life. That's it. Not a very long list. But everything you will struggle with that will try to bring you to your lower self. Everything that you'll struggle with that will try to keep you from praying, praising God, being kind, living open, standing out, being unique, having conviction, having courage. Everything that will drive you away from that kind of life will fall into these three categories. Lust of the flesh. That's what I feel like doing. Lust of the eyes, that's what I see on the surface, but I don't know what it really is. And the pride of life, which is me thinking that I don't need God or anybody else to tell me how to live my life. That's the only three. It's the only three that Jesus faced. The Bible says that Jesus was tempted in every way, like me and you. And I thought, well, that's not true. Jesus couldn't be tempted to road rage. Donkey rage. <laughs> it was different vehicles. But, but yet, when he went into the wilderness, I don't know if you've ever read this. Put this down for something to look at later. Maybe, maybe in your group tonight, if you have time. You probably won't because I feel like talking for a few more minutes. But if you get a chance to talk about this or look at it when you get home, Matthew 4, 1 through 11. Can we just look at verse 1 real quick? Yes. Just verse 1? It's yes. the only one I want to look at. It said, then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil he went into the wilderness because he had to because centuries earlier that's where God's people were tempted in the wilderness which is what Paul references in 1 Corinthians 10 he says in 1 Corinthians 10 5 give it to me on the lower thirds watch this verse y'all he says in 1 Corinthians 10 verse 5 that most of them that came out of Egypt when God led them out under Moses, this is hundreds of years before Jesus now, but he's using it as an example. He's saying, nothing's changed. It's the same temptations to complain. It's the same temptations to rebel. It's the same temptations to isolate and pretend, put it back up. I didn't finish it yet. It said, nevertheless, with most of them, God gave them a way out of Egypt, but with most of them, God was not pleased for they were overthrown in the wilderness. What a phrase. They came out of Egypt. 
They, they came, this might be like, you came to church. You came to youth X. You call yourself a Christian. You're like, yeah, I believe in God. I'm good. I totally believe in God. I have faith and I want to be a good person. They came out of Egypt, but they were overthrown in the wilderness. They were overthrown in the place that was in between Egypt and the promised land that God was taking them to. You are in a season of your life right now at age 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. The season of your life right now is like a wilderness. It's a place where you have to learn how to survive. It's a place where you have to learn how to make it from day to day. It's a place where you're becoming who you are and you know who you are in some ways, but you're still figuring it out in other ways. It's a place where you're having to wrestle with emotions that you don't have a lot of context for. It's a place where, where day and night you wake up and you wonder, am I enough for this day? Am I enough? Do, do I have what it takes to be who I need to be? And the world is no help because the world is constantly telling you, you know, you need this and you must have that. And until you've reached this level, and, and unless you're in with this. And so it's, it's all of these voices in the wilderness that you have to learn to deal with. And so the devil came to Jesus in the wilderness because this, like, this was like a rematch. Because in the wilderness, in the Old Testament, the people of God were overthrown in the wilderness. But Jesus came to fight the battle that you couldn't win. Jesus came to defeat the devil that had you on the ropes. And how many know tonight that that same Savior is still fighting for you right where you are? So, tell the person next to you, it's only three temptations. It's only three. There's only three. These three. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. The devil came to Jesus. He said, hey, I know you're hungry. So I'll tell you what to do. Turn these stones into bread. Because you're hungry. And if the devil can find you when you're hungry. He'll try to get you to turn something into something. That it's not supposed to be. Because I'm hungry. I'm hungry. When you're hungry, you'll take compliments from people. And do things to impress them. But their compliments are empty. Because if they like you for something that's cosmetic. It shows that they are a shallow person. And their validation is void. I just wanted to talk to you like a brother in Christ tonight. Because if somebody could tell you that. You'll stop trying to turn things into something that they can't be. The lust of the flesh. I'm hungry. I feel. I need. I feel. And when you do it, you start finding ways to meet those needs. You start trying to meet your need for love through sex. Here's why that's dangerous. Because it'll work for a while. Sex will feel just like love. 
Just like love. And it'll give you a release. And you don't have to feel guilty or shameful about it. We all struggle. Everybody in this room has struggled at some level. So please don't get at this point like guilty. If you've got something in your life that you feel like you need to hide, you are totally welcome in this room. I'm not going to beat you up over anything you've done tonight. The grace of God is enough for all of us. But the only issue is, if you escape your loneliness through sex, then eventually you will be a slave to what you escape with. They went to Egypt because they were hungry. They got to Egypt and it was fine for a while. They had quail in Egypt. Fried quail. It's very, very, very big delicacy for them in that time. And don't, don't think if the devil sets the table, it won't taste good. It'll taste amazing. I'm telling you, the benefit, tem, temptation is tantalizing. It's very, it's, very, it's very good. And I'm not just talking about sex. Like, there's all kinds of temptations. It's, it's the same temptations today, but it's just a different access point. It's just a different vehicle. It, 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 was, it was one vehicle for me. It's going to be another vehicle for you. But the temptation is, I feel trapped. Yeah. I need a way out. So I'm looking for something. That's why a lot of us are more addicted to our phones than you could ever be addicted to cocaine. Because it just gives us a way out. You ever just been scrolling, looking at stuff that you weren't even paying attention? You were just hypnotized. It was like just a way of escape. Just like, I just don't want to be here right now. And here's the problem with it. If you always train yourself to just not be here right now, just whatever I'm doing, I'm going to be somewhere else. There may be a time. Where you find yourself, I can't even pay attention anymore. I can't be present right now. And I'm not telling you not to use your phone. I'm not ridiculous and archaic enough to say something like that. I am saying that anything that you use to escape, be careful and make sure that it doesn't enslave you. Like, here's another way to say it. I prayed about a bunch of ways to say it. Don't let the tunnel that you use to get out become a trap that keeps you in underground and a lot of the things that that look like a way of escape it looks like you know if I could be popular well the hard thing about being popular if it's not really you that is popular but just a version of you that you made up that you think people will accept the hard thing about that is now you feel like an actor now you feel like you're just always on on stage and kind of always waiting for people to see through is that really you he said that Jesus went into the wilderness and the devil said hey I'm going to get you just like I got Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and and the, the descendants of Moses turned the stones into bread Jesus said it is written man shall not live off of bread alone but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God devil said, all right, this is going to be tough. I didn't get him with the lust of the flesh. Let me try the lust of the eyes. Took him up on a high mountain, right? He shows him all the kingdoms of this world. And Satan, the accuser, this is not like a physical force, by the way. It's that little voice in your head 
It's not like you see the devil or something like that. That's not, that's not what it's talking about here. Jesus didn't physically change locations. It's like sometimes in your mind, you feel and see temptations. And it's not, it's not a physical thing sometimes. Sometimes it's a desire inside of you. Have you ever felt this before? And it's like something that's, that's going on in your mind. And you're like, oh man, I don't know why I feel pulled to this. And so the devil showed him. He said, if you'll bow down and worship me, I'll give you all this. Because see, Jesus came as a king, but his kingdom was not of this world. And so the devil was trying to give him what was already his. This is how Jesus fought the temptation. He said, it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God only, and him only shall you serve. Away from me, Satan. Then the devil said, and this is a little bit out of sequence, but it said, the lust of the flesh turned the stones into bread. The lust of the eyes, you see all this, I'll give it to you. You could have this opportunity. If you do this, if you do it my way, if you do it the world's way, you'll get this opportunity. Look how good this looks. Look what you could have. If you weren't over here trying to be a good little Christian, if you weren't being a church kid, you could have all this and you could have all that. But the one that really got me was he said, throw yourself off the edge of this cliff and prove that you're the son of God. Wow. That's the pride of life. Wow. Like, wow, look at me. You ever been walking around like, look at me. Please like this picture. So for just a minute, I can feel like I escaped. I feel like a nobody. I feel like nobody really sees me. I feel invisible. If I could put something out there. So now you're posting stuff with half your clothes on. Just to try to get somebody, look at me, look at me, look at me. But that's not, that's not who you really are. Problem is, if you get them with that, you got to keep them with that. And if that's not who you really want to be. Hey, thank you for watching. Make sure you subscribe to this channel so you don't miss a single video or live stream. And share this video with a friend. 